0: I can say, statistically speaking, I met a single-digit percentage of people who are marketers that studied marketing and intentionally went into marketing. Welcome to another episode of Marketers Talking Marketing. Today, we are joined by Alex from Metadata. And we are talking about being a solo PMM, which I think is really, really a hot topic for a lot of people right now as companies. Maybe they're downsizing, changing in size, and we're seeing a lot of really experienced marketers move to smaller companies or maybe they're coming in as that first hire for the first time. So before we jump into it, Alex, tell people at home a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. I'm Alex. I'm currently the director of product marketing at Metadata. I've been in product marketing around four and a half years at this point. And prior to that, I was in demand gen, uh, social media marketing, content marketing. So I've been, uh, I've been around marketing, uh, but really found my passion in product marketing and have never looked back since. So.
0: so what made you leave the other marketing functions for what I will say I think is the hardest marketing function to do? Yeah,
1: I just – so in college, I was a comparative literature major, so I loved reading, research, writing, and then I, you know, kind of took jobs out of college that were much more demand-based, and I just felt like I was maybe not as strong in, like, generating demand keeping up with the spreadsheets. And my interest was really in cultivating relationships, doing research, developing positioning, narrative, pricing, like all of the kind of stuff that surround and maybe are more of a strategy arm to marketing. And so when I was at EverFi, um, an opportunity came up to join the product marketing team. And I reached out to Lisa Scher, who's a fantastic product marketer. She was heading up product marketing at the time. And I was like, you know, I think I'm... A B minus demand gen marketer, but I know myself well enough to know I think I could be a really good product marketer. And she was like, "We'll take you on and and see how you do." And you know, it just kind of blossomed from there and uh, became a PMA uh, ambassador, sp- speaking at conferences, different things like that. So really, just kind of assessing my skill set and just being honest with myself. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's awesome because it does it leans into that being self aware. You know, I, I will often I'm sure you run into people too who will think that they're bad at what they do because they're not in the right role for them. Mm-hmm. And so getting into that role where your skill set is really set up to help you succeed there and and really kind of crush it, that's awesome. No one goes I don't think I can say statistically speaking, I have met less than I've met a single digit percentage of people who are marketers that studied marketing and intentionally went into marketing. Mm-hmm. I don't know that number but it is a it is a single digit
1: percentage. I, I imagine it is. There's so many different, you know, things that you learn or roles that you could have had that transitioned so naturally into marketing that, you know, I don't think you need the 4 Ps in marketing 101 to kind of grasp the the role or be good at it. Product, price, placement, positioning. I think so. Yeah. Someone fact check
0: that. Someone, <laughs> someone tell me. Send me a LinkedIn message. Tell me what I missed.
1: <laughs> some some MBA marketing teacher is going to be mad we said that. Yeah, they're
0: going like it's actually the fid peas. I remember that hearing like it's the fid peas. I don't remember what the fit is for it, but it's the fid peas. <laughs> so when you when you transition from other marketing into product marketing, are there any? kind of stumbling blocks you hit or learning curve that you didn't expect that you ran into?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think when I was in demand, Jen, it was very much, I was so focused on my relationship with sales and then uh, driving numbers that when I transitioned into product marketing, I suddenly served a whole different group and a broader group of people. So building consensus and getting information and then compiling, distilling that information and bringing it to other teams was something I had to learn kind of how to be a relationship builder and then the right information where it needed to go and when. So just that time, cadence and consensus building, I think were the biggest things I I had to learn. And it was a lot of qualitative learning, I'll say, for the first year and a half or so.
0: Yeah. I feel like on the demand gen side, everything becomes so quantitative at some point. You have a target, you're hitting your target. It's a, how, what percentage attainment do you have where you can really boil conversations down to numbers and data? Mm -hmm. It feels like that would be a little bit harder on the product marketing side where you have to get someone to believe in your messaging (laughs) and your your research is right and these kind of softer things.
1: Yeah. And not only internally, like, Enablement, trying to tell somebody, you know, why is the head of marketing persona important, but also translate into the, the real world and how does that translate to the website or interviewing customers, making sure you're not, you know, being weird on a on a customer call or, you know, all the things that maybe uh, the internal dialogue is second guessing you. You just kind of go and refine those those skill sets. So that was definitely an initial. To kind of learn and relearn for sure. Yeah,
0: uh, being being customer facing is a different world. So consensus building can you can you talk a little more about that because I think that is really a a super valuable skill that is difficult to often develop over time.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things to remember when it's consensus building is everybody has their own point of view. Everybody has something going on, KPI KPIs, OKRs to hit, and so. Just being able to read the room and really active listen and then ask the right questions is sort of how you build trust, which I think is the basis for consensus building, especially when as a product marketer, you're delivering things or asking for things like roadmap, pricing, or delivering things like persona information, competitive intelligence. So, really, the foundation that I learned for consensus building is just building a strong network of trust. And from the jump, you know, I'm I've been a solo marketer or product marketer at the majority of the companies I've been at is basically understanding the corporate or company landscape, who to network with, how to align with their goals, and then seeding just conversation and insight along the way to build that trust and and to be seen as a function of value versus maybe somebody who just kind of delivers one pagers or slide decks.
0: Yeah, I would imagine also being the sole person at function makes it a little more challenging because you don't have your team of people where you're kind of splitting up who on your team is going to go really have a strong relationship with sales, who's going to double down on customer and like CS, you know, you really have to do all of that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I know we're sort of talking about consensus building and solo product marketing, but it's, it's also at the end of the day, giving yourself a little bit of grace. You know, I, I say as a solo product marketer, you're always going to feel Like you're behind or somebody's always asking for somebody or something and somebody wants to change something. So just giving yourself space too also takes the pressure off, you know, expectations of others and, and working across functions.
0: It's definitely a role where I think the, the, the queue of things that people need never ends. I mean, sales always needs everything all the time, even though you've made it like five times and sent it to them and they still like need something different. That's exactly the same thing you've sent them. So we love our sales partners, but oh it's for sure.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. So just personally, do you find because you you work with sales, you work with customers, right? You work with leadership. You really touch everyone. Do you feel like there is a department that is like most critical to a new product marketer success in an organization to make sure they're really, really strongly
1: aligned with if they're picking kind of a starting point around the org? Yeah, product for sure. You know, understanding products, roadmap, how they prioritize the roadmap, where their sources are for prioritizing the roadmap, what does strategy look like? A lot of things trickle down throughout the organization from products so pricing and strategy. Competitive positioning, where you're moving in the market based on what features and functionality. Or for example, at Metadata, we have a full platform and we just released PLG. You know, those kind of moves, uh, strategic moves can happen well from a launch perspective without the, the really close relationship between product and product marketing.
0: I think that's also why in many orgs, product marketing will sit under product or marketing. It's really kind of a, a coin a coin toss between the two, it seems.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've sat under product, marketing, and then very briefly sales, which did not work out. Product oh, oh <laughs> that's interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Yeah, Tell the, me the, more.
1: <laughs> well, it just, it became very much like a collateral kind of factory, I would say, where We weren't able to be strategic because we became much more of an enablement function, which enablement obviously is a part of product marketing, but it was too heavy one way and too light on the other. But sitting in product was actually wonderful because you'd have, you know, kickoff meetings, daily scrum, like you were in the product team, which gave so much great perspective. But sitting in marketing where I currently sit in marketing at Metadata is, is great, too, because you get to influence things like website, demand gen campaigns, the demand community that we have here at Metadata. So I think marketing and product are probably the safest bets for where product yeah. marketing should be. Placed. It's such it's such a it feels like such a
0: minor thing as it's brought up. But really, like the team you sit on can have a massive impact because you're just are you included in all the emails that go to that department? Because mm-hmm. when product gets a blast, a lot of times I find to think, okay, let me also add like these additional distribution lists can be an extra list people don't think about. Like just the the nature of where you sit. Mm-hmm. I've been in orgs where product marketing was under marketing and then eventually it grew into its own really like dedicated function with a full staff team and then moved to product. And the, the team's mandate and how they operate just changed completely as soon as they mm-hmm. left marketing with mm-hmm. it. It was kind of like yeah. night... Not not that marketing was disorganized or anything, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all the product launch plans fit into, like the product marketing plans fit into the same format as the product launch plans. And there was just such a a stronger level of synchronization between the two orgs by just a function of being in all the same meetings all of a sudden. Like they're in the same all hands and such. So yeah, it's and I would assume that going to sales would turn into almost an enablement function because again, the priority of the org you're sitting on you know, kind of dictates where you go with it.
1: Totally, totally, and that's city. Uh, then marketing is something a product marketer has to balance because, you know, marketing could be focused very top of the funnel, and you need to prioritize customers or NRR. So there's even competing things within marketing, and depending on how big the function is, does it have a customer marketer? There's so many, you know, as a solo product marketer you think there's so many things that you can tackle which goes back to consensus building and alignment with other teams is what are the priorities and and what do you need to focus on versus trying to be everything to everyone
0: yeah so you're new you're new pmm you're coming in first one on the team what are some of those initial challenges aside from uh, the challenges that alignment helps solve and consensus building solve what are some of those other challenges that
1: someone might might expect to face Yeah, just the definition of product marketing and what it does at an organization. I mean, I think that's, you know, it sounds table stakes and oh, come on, like they hired, they knew what the specs would be. But you'd be surprised how many times a product marketer comes in and maybe there's a role that's complementary or overlapping with product marketing or folks think it's enablement and not research or product thinks it's somehow going to impact them or that it's a product management role. So there's just a level of level setting that I always encourage new or solo product marketers to do, especially if you're the first person at an org in a product marketing function to just make sure everybody understands what what are the areas that we'll be assisting with? What are the KPIs and North Stars that we have? And then what are some of the things that you can expect from product marketing? Uh, So folks don't feel like there's this role we're not really sure what it does. I know they're working hard. You know, they can see outcomes, um, and you feel good about what what you're working on. And and again, that consensus between the, the yeah.
0: Teams. I'm just I'm having flashbacks to hearing people. Uh, there was a, a conversation I fell into one time in industry at a networking event, and it was if product marketing produces demand gen content or not. Mm-hmm. And there were a handful where they said no, like I come in you know, work with our demand gen team and my job is to produce a messaging document that has everything for the company and so they should pull for the messaging doc for their campaigns, you know, make sure we're aligned, all that. And there were fewer like, no, I do it all. Like I make webinars, I make like I make ebooks. I write everything. I was like, Wow, that's so much work. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I can't. I can't imagine. We at metadata, you know, we have a messaging brief, and then we have release notes and release briefs. But you know, I work really closely with our demand gen leader on what's the positioning, or what's um, what's our competition, and and should this be more of a, you know, metadata verse kind of. Angle or should it be features and functionality? So, kind of helping flesh out maybe the ideation and some of the positioning around uh, high level value. I'll do, but I'm, I certainly wouldn't want to get in the weeds on on ads or anything. Brittany does a killer job with that, so I'm I'm hands off on that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's uh it's always interesting how functions kind of change as companies grow too. You know, when you come into a much smaller team, there might be more overlap, which is. You know, the nature of I think coming into a smaller company, yeah. I feel like product marketing is the hardest function to break into. So you had mentioned you thought you might be you thought it might be something that would be really aligned with your skill set, you'd be good at. So you reached out, were able to make a pivot internally. Do you have any recommendations for people listening to the podcast who may be thinking, I want to get into product marketing. I don't know how to make the move?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. It is one of those it does feel like one of those functions that's guarded like B school preferred or something. Like gate kept like that. But I think there's tons of transferable skills across different functions. And what I say to people is if you're curious, you know, highlight that in your resume, highlight curiosity, taking on research projects, highlight anything or take on, you know, being the leader of maybe a strategic initiative or a cross functional project and really just hone in on those, those skills and those kind of uh, tactics and things that, that highlight what makes product marketers great. So being able to research and apply that to messaging or being able to build consensus through strategic, you know, projects or initiatives within the uh, organization. And then, you know, work on writing, being a strong writer, different things like that. But I think whether you're in sales, CS, marketing, there's so many transferable skills. And I, so I, I always just tell people it's kind of about positioning yourself and making sure you're kind of highlighting the right value on your resume or when you're speaking to somebody. But yeah, product marketing does seem a little, little hard to break into for sure as I talk to people out in the world.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's that. And then for some, it's really intimidating because you do, you have to understand the technical side of things to work with product. And end. you have to understand customers really well and being able to interface with customers. And like, especially if you're running a cab and you have a lot of very angry customers who want to give you a lot of feedback, you know, that that is an art also being able to collect that feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. awesome. Well, wrapping it up question for you. What is your favorite tool in your tech stack right now? Ooh, favorite tool in my tech yeah. stack.
1: Honestly, I've been loving using Asana. Um, we're really getting into agile marketing, breaking it down into sprints with retros and sprint planning. So uh, just getting in the same cadence and having some visibility into what product marketing is doing across the team has been helpful for our feedback loops and just making sure that product marketing, you know, team of one, one and a half sometimes is aligned with everything else that's going on from a goals and, and KPI perspective. So little, little project management love right there.
0: Yeah, it definitely. can be a life changer
1: to have systems together and process.
0: So, well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. For those listening, check out the show notes for all the links you need, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.